Welcome to the United Church Podcast. We're a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love and walking in the ways of Jesus. We're striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you're encouraged and challenged by this week's homily. May the peace of Christ be with you. What a week. What a month. What a year. It's November 8th. And part of me feels like that's hard to believe, that it's already November 8th. And another part of me is really relieved. But I'm not really sure why. It's been a difficult year, and the uncertainty of the week has only brought with it more pain, more trauma, more anxiety and fear. None more than in our siblings of color and friends who feel so unsafe at this current moment in this country. My friend John, who does work with immigrants and asylum seekers along the Mexican border, he he shared with me the other day that he received a message from several different men and women in refugee camps along the border who were praying for him during the election. He said it was so humbling because I know that the outcome of Tuesday's election affects them more than it affects me. But here they were, praying for me. In 2016, in the wake of Donald Trump's election, I had several people reach out to me, knowing that I had been an outspoken critic, not for partisan reasons, but on moral and ethical grounds. And they asked me if I was going to be okay. My response, I'm a white man. I'm going to be fine. It's everyone else that I'm worried about. And here we stand in 2020, and that statement still rings true. And as I've sat in conversation with my friends of color, they have lived this. They, they sit in a tremendous state of fear and anxiety. And now, as a record turnout of voters cast their ballots, the anxiety and the fear of my friends of color has only grown because they have seen the number of people in this country that support and prioritize a man who has uncaged and strengthened the beast of racism and xenophobia in this country. There is work to be done. Not to put the beast back into its cage, but to put it down. Today, along with every day in the past, it's, it's not only important, but imperative that we stand with our siblings and our friends of color. And today, as we sit in this space, there's a tension that we're all carrying around with us. I know there's a tension with me, a good amount of tension in my heart, in my mind, in my body. And I want us to take a moment today and just, just ground ourselves. To, to take a moment of pause and preparation. One of the things that I've learned from Talissa these past couple of years is how important it is to pay attention to our bodies, to listen to what's happening to us physically, to notice it, to honor it, and not ignore it. But let that be something that we pay attention to. 
because we're physical beings, not disembodied spirits. So let's take a moment to ground ourselves, to listen and pay attention. So if you would, put your feet flat on the floor. I know some of you are curled up on the couch or wrapped up in a blanket with a cup of hot tea in your hands, but, but for a moment, let's set those down and sit up and firmly plant your feet on the ground and close your eyes. Now take your hands and rest them on your legs, palms up in a posture of openness and receptivity. And let's take a deep breath and exhale. As your feet root themselves into the ground, what do you notice? Do you feel any tension or sensations in your body? Where are you carrying your pain from this season? Where are you carrying your experiences from this moment? Acknowledge those places. Breathe. Make yourself known to us, your children. Spirit of God, we ask now and always that you would center us here and now on your presence and on your son, Jesus. That as we engage in these words, that you would guide us into the center of your heart today. Amen. When we started United just over two years ago, this passage was our foundational text, the supremacy of Christ. Our dream, our desire, our hope was that together we would center Jesus in our midst, that, that we would look to him and his ways of justice, of loving the outsider and making them an insider, of caring for the least and making them the greatest, of looking out for the left out and 
standing up for the dignity and inherent value of all. That together, in the practice, in the demonstration of the love of Christ among one another and to our neighbors, we would see peace. We would see change. We would see his kingdom come. His will be done in Seattle as it is in heaven. It's a painful hope, that prayer, that vision, that dream. A, a painful hope that sees beautiful moments of possibility and excruciating seasons of denial. As we survey the landscape of our country and the work of the power brokers of our society, we see over and over this kingdom of God denied it. At every turn, we see the collective actions dig deny the dignity of all people, champion the winners, and exacerbate injustice. We collectively turn a blind eye to the pain and suffering of our siblings who continually cry out for justice, for peace, for hope. And those of us who do see, who do speak, who do act, a painful hope teeters on the edge. And I feel that. I feel that right here in my chest, in my heart. You? It's hard to hope in this season. It's, it's hard to believe these words, this beautiful ancient hymn that was scrawled down by Paul and shared with a small band of Christians, who, who too felt as if hope was waning, that the dominion of darkness was winning, that, that the light was being extinguished. The supremacy of Christ. All week long, as the results of the election trickled in, we're looking at you, Nevada, people all around the country continued to post on social media their opinions and thoughts. But, but one stood out to me that, that caught me as odd, that, that I saw repeated in different ways, but all saying the same thing. It doesn't matter who wins. Christ is still on the throne. It felt so glib, so trite, so blind to what is happening all around us. And in a tweet a few days ago, Sean Palmer, a pastor and author in Houston, gave the words to what I had been looking for. God was on the throne during slavery, during the Holocaust, when women and children worked in dangerous conditions, during internment camps in Jim Crow. God being on the throne does not permit Christians to rest smugly in privileged peace in the midst of injustice. There it is. You see, there is a tremendous hope in the supremacy of Christ. There is an unbelievable amount of hope in knowing that Christ is there holding all things together. But here's the thing. That hope does not let us off the hook. DeRay McKesson wrote in his book on hope and justice, hope is rooted in possibility, and that's why it's painful. Hope is the belief that our tomorrows can be better than our todays. Hope is not magic. Hope is work. I'm not certain that a new role, one of equity and justice, will emerge, but I am certain that it can emerge. Hope powers our vision. Hope powers our vision. 
And it's because Christ is on the throne that we have hope, that we can believe the things will change and can change. It's only because Christ is on the throne that we can pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's only because Christ is on the throne that justice is achievable, that truth exists, that peace is possible, that love, love, that love is made known. You see, to hope is to love. And perhaps that's why it's so painful. Hope is rooted deep in our being. It's a dimension of the soul, an orientation of the spirit. Hope is an orientation of the heart that, that transcends the world. It's anchored beyond our horizon. And hope, hope creates in us a willingness to invest ourselves, our life, and our work into something. Not simply because it has a chance to succeed, but because it is good, because it is right, because it's love. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Painful hope, a recognition that we live in the not yet, that the kingdom of God has come near, but that we have not fully realized it, and, and often we work against it. My kingdom come, I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Paul Goodman famously wrote, suppose you had the revolution you're talking about and dreaming about. Suppose your side had won and you had the kind of society that you wanted. How would you live, you personally, in that society? Start living that way now. Suppose the kingdom of God was here. The love, the justice, the mercy, the peace, the grace, the equity, the kingdom of God was here right now. How would you live, you, personally, in that society? Start living that way now. Start living that way now. Let us lean into love. Let us lean in with one another and let us lean into justice and mercy and grace and peace and equity because at the end of the day, love leaned into fear and whispered in our ear, I've got this. Love leaned into anger and offered a sigh of relief. Love leaned into and stood against injustice and hatred wrapping its arms around us with tender care, saying, I love you. I love you. I've always loved you. Now imagine what this means to another person because of you. We live in this tension, experiencing a painful hope. And I thought it would be fitting to conclude with these words from Dr. King, the consummate preacher of hope, the great American embodiment of a painful hope. As he stood before the church in the wake of more hatred unleashed upon black bodies, he said, Now I say to you in conclusion, life is hard. At times as hard as crucible steel. 
It has its bleak and difficult moments, like the, the ever-flowing waters of the river. Life has its moments of drought and its moments of flood. Like the ever-changing cycle of the seasons, life has the soothing warm of its summers and the piercing chill of its winters. And if one will hold on, they will discover that God walks with him. And that God is able to lift you from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope and transform dark and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of inner peace. And so today, you do not walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us at 1316 3rd Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.